This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladinsami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Serdorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable. It is Saturday and welcome to America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. We're delighted and honored to extend a warm welcome to our fellow Americans, our engaged listeners from the Midwest and the South, America's heartland, joining us this morning. This weekend, we are delighted to host special guests joining us from some nearly 6,000 miles away from the land of Israel. This weekend on America's Roundtable, we are launching a special series to commemorate Israel's 75th anniversary taking place in May this year. America's special role in being the first nation to recognize the Jewish state's independence and sovereignty in 1948 and to celebrate the U.S.-Israel partnership on the economic, trade and security fronts. Today, joining us from the Binyamin region, Benjamin from the Bible, in Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland of Israel, are Yaakov and Nama Berg, entrepreneurs and the founders behind Zagot Winery, located in Shar Binyamin. During the Four Jerusalem Leaders Summit, John Annan and I had the opportunity to visit the Zagot Winery with our delegation of speakers from America, Britain and the European Union and experienced the transformation of Israel's once barren lands to a place where the desert blooms, innovation thrives and timeless principles are affirmed. Our delegation still talks about it today. We were amazed and inspired. Yaakov and Nama, welcome to America's Roundtable and a good morning from Washington, D.C. Good morning to both of you. Wow, what an honor. Good afternoon in Israel. How are you doing? It's great to have you joining us from Israel today. Uh, before yeah. we delve into the remarkable story of how you both ventured into launching one of Israel's most successful wineries and business endeavors, we would like to reflect on the Hebrew Bible in the book of Numbers found in the Torah, which reads, They came to the valley of Eshkol, and there they cut off a branch which had one bunch of grapes on it, so heavy that it took two men to carry it on a pole between them. They also brought back some pomegranates and figs. That place was named the Valley of Eshkol because of the bunch of grapes the Israelites cut off there. After exploring the land for 40 days, the spies returned to Moses, Aaron and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported that they had seen and showed them the fruit they had brought. They said to Moses, We explored the land and found it to be rich and fertile. Unquote. Yaakov and Nama, after 2,000 years, the Jewish people have returned to their ancestral land, the promised land, first given to Abraham. And when they returned, they found a barren land, uncultivated. 
Jacob and Nama, what does it feel like to see that extraordinary promise fulfilled and to witness on the eve of Israel's 75th anniversary the return of Jews from around the world, transforming the land of Israel, your very own ancestral land? I think uh, it's a big question, but I, I really feel that... Uh, to live everyday life with uh, with the feeling that what we are doing is really really part of of this fulfillment of this prophet talks coming true it's it's a very very exciting feeling we feel very honored that this part of our life like the winery and what we do here in Judea and Samaria is really is really something that somebody promised us you know 2000 years ago and uh, we walk on the same mountains, we, we do the same things that our fathers did on the same spot. And, and we feel very, very honored and very, very excited for that. And Yaakov, your perspective on this whole unique dynamic of the Jewish people returning to Israel? I think a lot of people are you know, familiar with the story of, of the miracle of the returning of the Jewish people to the state of Israel. I really believe that this is maybe the great miracle that God made, maybe in the history, because really, you know, a nation that's been spread everywhere and suffered so much, and and uh, and we are a very small nation, and with no no power, and, and we really came back to our homeland. It's unbelievable. But I would like to speak from my point of view, from from our experience of Namain myself, that it's the miracle of the land. It's not just that we came back to our homeland. Also, the land came back to us. I mean, Israel for 2,000 years, and it's a long time, been a, been a desert. And, you know, everybody tried to conquer. Every, everybody tried to settle the land. All the big empires tried to settle the land, and nobody succeeded. The land, it looked like the land wait till her son, till us, will came back after 2,000 years. And I remember... Really, when we start, everybody, everybody, all the wine export, all the winemakers, everybody told us, Nama and Yaakov, you know, you look like very nice people. It's going to be a big mistake. It's not going to succeed. I mean, I mean, the land where you pl you are going to plant your vineyard, it's it's full of rocks. It's it's not it's not look like, and it's never been a good land. So don't do that. And we've been young, and then and we believe, and we plant the vineyards. And I remember the first wine we make, 2004. We sent it to a, one of the most famous wine competition in the world in, in Paris, Vinali in Paris, and we got a gold medal. Congratulations! <laughs> and really, this is the miracle of the land. The land came back to us. The land came back to life. Israel used to be the best wine country in the ancient world, but. This is stories. It's, it's stories from the Bible. It's, again, when we came back and we did it, it, really the land came back. And today, our wines and Israeli wines getting awards, getting medals all over the world. And the history came back to life. And this is really unbelievable. Nama and Yaakov, you founded Sagot Winery right in the village of Sagot in 2003. And prior to that, you had been growing and selling grapes in the region since 1998 and eventually decided to take that very bold step to creating your own winery. And could you take us on that journey when you first captured that vision to begin this endeavor, which now employs both Jews and Arabs? 
and the wine now being part of the rebirth of Israel's ancient vineyards. Uh, this is really historic, and your story inspires us all. What led you, what motivated you to take this really major undertaking? I think Yaakov just said before that the truth it's very simple. We were very young and, and we really believed in, in something. We were very naive. I think that we we had a small dream. It started very small. It wasn't a big thing. We we are not we, we are coming from simple families. Like our background is not it's not a big, a big thing. Like we started something very small. And we said, okay, we will do step by step. We will see how it goes. We love the land. We love working and be, being farmers. It all start. It starts from love to the soil, to the country, to the land. That was the first, I think, feeling that we really had both of us. And I think that this this moment of connecting the land, like the really first steps that we that we did we discovered that there are much, much, much more behind it. And the second step was was the cave, which is the, the biggest story of our wine. We started to make wine. It was very tiny, small. We produced 4,000 bottles. We thought it's going to be a hobby. We both did other things. Yaakov did law school, went to university. I did biology. We thought our life is going to a different direction. And for me, the biggest surprise was we, we started to, we, we looked for a place where to store the wine and we found a, a, an old cave behind uh, the wine factory that we had. And uh, we discovered it, we dug it for six weeks from our life, one summer, it was 2003. At the end of the digging, we discovered an old winery, 2,500 years old, just 20 steps behind our winery. In the cave, we found the whole thing was like like a wine press and the wine, like a winery, old winery, like re real original one with all the clay tools and then the pot clays and everything. And we found uh, some bones and uh, and coins. And and one of the things that we found is the coin that the replica of it is now is on our bottles. And this, I think, I think for me, it was the biggest, the biggest moment of, uh, of understanding that what we are doing is just a part of, of really of a history. It, I was very young to understand. I was 21. Mm. It, I was 21 years old, find a cave, 2000 years old, a winery, uh, and, and this coin in it that's saying that this, this winery was belonged to Jewish family and the produced coin that uh, on the coin it's written the second year of the great revolt and on the other side of it it's written for the freedom of zion mm. it's a very famous coin and and i think that this moment just uh we understood that we are doing something bigger than us mm. and uh, we we should make it bigger but we were very young and and we, we with no experience so we didn't really know how to do it so step by step i think that every Every year, it just became more and more. And uh, we have partners on the way that joined us, and it became bigger and bigger. Today, we produce a lot of wine, and we are selling a lot, but it started <laughs> very small. 20 years ago, actually. It's a 20 years anniversary this year, basically, from your idea to start. Of yes. 2003. Well, and it's really special because each day in Washington, D.C., we have an opportunity to see that coin that you gave us, um, that, that replica of that coin that says, Full Freedom of Zion, written in the local language in Hebrew, going back some 2,000 years ago. And, and think about it. Almost that's the irony of the history. 
almost 2,000 years later, in year 67, we had the six-day war right. that we came back again to, to our homeland. Right. So that was year 67 BC, and that was year 1967. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Right. That's right. profound right. indeed. Well, Secretary Pompeo visited the God Winery during his last official visit to Israel in 2020. And this was also the first visit by a Secretary of State to a Jewish community in Judea and Samaria. And just before Secretary Pompeo's visit, the European Union's Court of Justice ruled against the Sagot Winery in mid-November 2020, requiring you to label your wine bottles as originating in an Israeli settlement. The State Department, under Secretary Pompeo's leadership, disagreed with this ruling and stated that it is suggestive of anti-Israel bias and facilitating boycotts, divestments and sanctions against Israel. So when Secretary Pompeo announced the decision that products made in Judea and Samaria can be labeled made in Israel, which meant that you, your wine bottles sold in the United States can be also labeled made in Israel, he visited the God Winery in the latter part of November 2020. Uh, Yaakov Anama, how did it feel for you both to experience the official recognition of your wine produced in Israel on the ancestral Jewish land and to host Secretary Pompeo in your winery? The Pompeo family. We really, Nama and myself, we really love them. They are, uh, <laughs> we will talk about, about his legacy, and it's a legacy, but first of all, you should know that both of them, both of them are such a special people, such a humble. The moment that they enter to the winery, you know, they have tears in their eyes, and we got a hug, and they, they explained to us their feeling, and it was really unbelievable. I think we still don't understand. We still don't understand why and how. And uh, that's the magnificent of, you know, what God is doing. But you just mentioned, and it's two, you know, it's two different sides. From one side, 15 judges, 15. It, I think it's the first time that the European Court of Justice rule with all the judges, you know, 15 judges, all the judges. And they come and they say that Judea and Samaria or, or uh, the heartland of Israel it's not Israel. We cannot write on our wine bottles made in Israel. Mm. It's unbelievable. They didn't say it, for example, they didn't say it now about Russia and Ukraine. Let's say that there will be a wine bottle from place in Ukraine that now Russia conquered it. They can write Russia. They don't need to write Ukraine. Let's say uh, China and Tibet, they said there are so many places on earth that there are questions. No, only one place. Only one place on earth, you, the European Court of Justice, say that we cannot call Judea and Samaria part of Israel. This is unbelievable. So this is one side. And the other side, you can find, you can see the truth. And Mike Pompeo saw the truth and he said the simple truth. Nobody, nobody can come and say that the heartland of Israel, you cannot call it Israel. This is, this is a joke. I mean, every map, every Roman map, every Greek map, every map, when you open the map, and you look where is Israel, you see Judea and Samaria, Jerusalem. Because anybody knows that Jerusalem is Israel. I mean, every kid knows. Right. The mm. only people that don't understand that, it's the European Court of Justice. Mm. But you know what? I, I think that we're really happy with that ruling, with that decision. Because sometimes when you go so extreme, when you take it 
you know, everybody can see the faults. Everybody can see the lie. Everybody can see injustice. They just exactly that they are anti. You know, they're anti-Jews. They are anti, and you know, they say very nice words, but everybody can see what's standing behind. Mm. And thank God we are today. We are we you know we have our own country and our own army, and we are not poor Jews in Germany that we need to listen or to care from their ruling. We don't care from their ruling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and as you've said very rightfully, too, uh, we were delighted to have Secretary Pompeo on America's Roundtable uh, radio talking about the strong ties of America and Israel and how it's so important for all of us to join forces to counter this tide of anti-Israel sentiments or Israel bashing, as we call it, which is really, you know, it's it's the form of anti-Semitism. Nama, did you want to share something from the visit of Secretary Pompeo and his spouse, Susan? I I want to tell you, I remember two things. I I was so excited. I'm not sure I remember everything, but two things I I definitely remember. The first thing is when we met them, we met Susan and I saw her holding her her cross on her necklace and uh, pray, pray. She, She came, she was walking at the winery. I was talking to her and she is holding her her necklace and just pray to God and saying, thank you for bringing me to this place. And that was for me, like, I I can't explain. It was a very, very special moment to understand that we are all both, all of us connected to a very high place, a very high thing that above us, it's just above us. And even though we have different beliefs and and we're from different religions, uh, we see the truth very clearly. And uh, the second thing I remember, we chose to call a wine, a series of wine under Pompeo's name. First of all, because it's the perfect name for <laughs> wine. And we told the Pompeo family, thank you so much for making your family, your last name so, so Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so good, really. And then David Friedman, the ambassador, asked, why didn't you call the wine after my name? And I told him that he needs to change his last name. With all the together. <laughs> right. I think he mentioned in his, in his book, Sledgehammer, he said something to the point that my wine is not selling as good as Pompeo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You need to change his name. So first of all, because Pompeo is really a good name. But second of all, really because we really wanted to express our our thanks and our feelings to what he did to, to all the people that lives in Judea and Samaria, like we are the settlers that lives here every day. We are about one million people that uh, suffers every day from these lies. People tell lies about us all over Europe and, and around the world. And this is really, really tough. And everywhere you go, you have to apologize. And for the first time of my life, I told this to uh, Secretary of State when he came. I feel that I don't have to apologize anymore for who I am and for what I'm doing and for where I'm living and for where I chose to raise my kids. And uh, somebody really understand and believe that what I'm doing is, is okay. I'm doing the promise of my fathers. This is what my, this is my religion. Jewish people lived in Israel for thousands of years we came back to our homeland we did it we didn't take any any anything from anybody now there is a complex situation that that's true we will we have to solve it all of us we have to talk we have to do things we don't want people to suffer but the truth is that this belongs to israel and this is the first stage that everybody should 
except somehow <laughs> because we don't have anywhere else to go and this is our homeland right. and uh, the simple as that as he said it and he believed for me it gave us a lot a lot of courage absolutely and as you both shared with us Yaakov and Nama about the positive story the inspiring story that comes from Israel and from all that you all are doing as entrepreneurs believing in the the free enterprise spirit the hard work dedication taking the risk and and starting your own business and also talking about the positive work that is being done as we've seen with the countries coming together with the Bahrain UAE Israel, uh, led by the United States, and uh, we appreciate the term coined by General Korea that uh, Ambassador Friedman talks about, the Abram Accords, and what an appropriate name because Abraham connects the, the Jewish community, the Christian community, and also those that are in the Arab lands as well. I think that there is such a great opportunity with the Abram Accords, and we also appreciate on the importance of trade, where President Ronald Reagan shared, and I'd like to quote his very brief statement, where others fear trade and economic growth, we see opportunities for creating new wealth and undreamed of opportunities for millions in our land and beyond, where others seek to throw up barriers, we seek to bring them down. Where others take counsel of their fears, we follow our hopes, unquote. That's from President Ronald Reagan. And while we were in Israel, uh, we realized more than ever that this is that positive narrative, the Abram Accords, and we are encouraging members on Capitol Hill in um, Washington, D.C. We were this past week meeting with a number of senators and members of the House of Representatives and just encouraging them to expand the Abram Accords investing political capital in real time in expanding this here. And Nama and Yaakov, do you see the Abram Accords from your perspective and its potential positively impacting Sagod Winery? And do you have plans to export uh, Sagod Wines to new markets and especially connected to the Abram Accords? Of course, I think we've been from the first, first Israelis that we flew with our workers to to Abu Dhabi, uh, really in the, just a little bit afterwards. I, I remember the, my first impression when we landed there, and after two, three days, the difference between EU and, the, and Iran. Sometimes you can, you can do such a great things. You can build maybe the most magnificent city, such a tremendous thing, and to, to take all your sources, everything, and to, to direct it to good things. And Iran, just a neighbor, you know, they take all the sources, everything, and only for evil, only for... And I think we should learn that at the end, for the long term, the bad always will beat the evil. And, uh, and we, first of all, we're happy that we are in the side of the good people, of the people that invest their sources and their, their, their everything to build, to do, to bring more light not to bring more dark. And first of all, of course, we had, uh, we negotiate and I believe our wines are going to be there uh, very, very soon. Uh, the only one, we have only small problem. Uh, we don't want to change their legacy and their, their, their religion. And, you know, the Muslims don't drink wine and we like them to keep it and that's okay, it's fair enough. I think we'll sell our wines in, like, like there to the, to the tourists. 
to the American today. So we'll we'll find we'll find the way. We'll find the solution. Wonderful uh, indeed. And through your winery, and we're following up what Nama said. Through your winery, you are not just creating jobs as entrepreneurs, but you're also providing a foundation for the lasting peace in the region. You're creating jobs for Israelis and Palestinians who come together and build and forge relationships as co-workers, as families, and you are inspiring a new generation of future entrepreneurs. I think people don't know that, you know, we share our life with the Palestinians here. They are not just people around the, you know, the next road or, or in the next village. They live with us. And uh, I think that, that's that's something that people that don't live in Israel, they don't know because they think that, you know, if I'm the right wing or if I'm I live in, in Judea and Samaria, I don't like the Arabs or I don't share my life with Palestinians. I am the one that share my life with the Palestinians. People who live in Tel Aviv, they don't know them. We have about 25% of the workers at the winery are Palestinians, and we work as family. For the last 15 years, we have a few families that all the family work with us, and uh, they're part of the winery. They're part of our staff members, and they're friends, close friends. I believe, you know, when people talk about peace process, this is the peace process. Peace process means, or peace means that we are all together, not to build a wall between us. Right. Opposite, mm. to work together. We're paying to our Palestinian workers three times. Three times more what they're getting paid across the street in right. the Palestinian Authority. Mm. Right. Three times. It's like everybody wants to work with us because, because, again, we don't make any difference between our Israeli workers, our Palestinian workers. And like Nama mentioned, we're going to their events, they're coming to our, to ours, and and then I, I don't think, we don't see it like a special thing. It's it's a shame. It's a shame that it's not the same thing in the other side. Let's say in the other side, sometimes our workers suffer from the Palestinian Authority because, you know, I don't know if you know, for example, there is a law in the Palestinian Authority that everyone that sells a piece of land to a Jew, it, it's a death punish. Mm. It, if somebody sell us piece of land, they will kill him. They 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 kill him. Oh. That's the problem. The problem is okay. the problem is that it's not it's not both sides. It's only from one side, uh, but still. Uh, and it's barbaric. Yeah, I'm saying again, not uh, not to do just to sell piece of land. Right. I'm not so I'm not saying about I don't know to cooperate with you. No, to sell. You know, I can buy a piece of land all over the world. Mm. There is only one place on earth I cannot buy a piece of land. Where it is in Israel. Mm. But still, uh, like Nama said, we we are one family and we try to focus on the good people. Right. Absolutely. And from our own experiences, we would certainly encourage our listeners that are planning to visit Israel uh, to seek out the Sagat Winery. Please make time to visit this very special place that really inspired Natasha and I, uh, the beautiful hills around. Everybody from the United States that will come and say, listen, I was driving and listening to the radio and I hear, <laughs> I promise you got a VIP, the best VIP tour. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and for our listeners in America and around the world who are interested in wine, where can they find your Zagot's award-winning wines? Uh, first of all, you know, online it's easy. But uh, in the United States, almost everywhere, uh, let's say Total Wine, you know, the, the famous right. chain, Total Wine, they carry our wines 
almost everywhere in the state. So it's not complicated. Wonderful. <laughs> All send us an email. I promise to find a way that uh, our wines will will arrive. And just for our listeners, we'd like to let them know that on americasrt.com, America's Roundtable's official uh, website, we will certainly have uh, more details about Sagat Winery. We'll have their website listed and other important information for you to follow. Uh, so definitely go to your search engines, uh, look for Sagat Winery. It's spelled P-S-A-G-O-T Winery, or come on to America's Roundtable Radio. Thank you so much. And when you got, when if you have the ability to get to Psagod, please ask for Naama. She's much, 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 much nicer than me. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll certainly put a footnote on that. Thank you. And uh, Yaakov and Nama, we thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable Radio. Thank you for inviting us. And uh, we certainly look forward to coming back and uh, returning to Sagot in the days to come. We look forward to seeing you soon at Sagot Winery. Thank you so much. See you all soon. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting Corporation and Supertalk Mississippi Media. Thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by economist Natasha Sardorch, co-founder of International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable guests include leading voices from business, government, media, energy, technology, healthcare, and the broad policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Spotify. Visit America's Roundtable at americasrt.com. americasrt.com. Follow us on Facebook, America's Roundtable, and Twitter at americasrt. We invite donors and advertisers to reach us by visiting our website, americasrt.com. Welcome to America's Roundtable.